Welcome to the Recruiting Playbook Podcast, the parent source for learning the ins and outs of the recruiting game and how to help your athlete to be the best recruit possible. This is your host, Coach Allen. We're here to learn about recruiting from the experts, to hear directly from the college coaches who are doing the connecting, the evaluating, and the offering. Learn about NCAA rules and the steps your prospects should take as you help them to navigate the recruiting process here on the Recruiting Playbook Podcast. Today in our NCAA breakdown section, we're going to talk about what the Division III level has to offer to student athletes. Then, in our View from the Bench segment, we're looking forward to gaining some recruiting wisdom from Coach Ed Matthew, who has served as a college head baseball coach for 27 years, both on the NCAA Division I and D3 levels. So dig in. We'll be right back. Today in our NCAA breakdown section, we're going to talk about the benefits of playing NCAA Division III. In college, the level of competition is not determined by enrollment. It is decided by the educational philosophies, points of emphasis, and identity the institution's board of trustees choose to emphasize. If they decide to compete with the NCAA, they make the decision about the type of athletic experience they want to invest in, whether they want to use their resources to build an NCAA Division I, II, or III athletic program. It has been estimated that a little over 7% of current high school athletes will compete at the college level. Among the student athletes who compete in the NCAA, the NCAA.org website says 32% play in Division I, 28% play in Division II, and 40% play in Division III. One major feature NCAA Division III has to offer is the opportunity for athletes to prepare well and to compete at a challenging level while also pursuing demanding academic majors. The practice and playing schedules, and sometimes the travel schedule, are more limited than at the D1 and D2 levels to enable the student-athlete to have more time to focus on academics. One other identifying trait of Division III is they do not offer athletic scholarships, so the institution's financial aid department works with the prospect and his family to develop a financial package to make the university affordable. In addition to playing their sport at the collegiate level and pursuing a serious academic major, Division III student-athletes are often able to be involved in clubs and organizations on and off campus. The NCAA philosophy says Division III athletics offer the three Ds. Number one, discover yourself. Two, develop into well-rounded adults. And three, dedicate yourself to achieve your potential. Next up in our View from the Bench segment, we will get a chance to hear about the D3 student-athlete experience, recruiting process, and the advantages of playing at the D3 level and how family finances work from D1 and D3 veteran head coach Ed Matthew. We'll be right back. In our View from the Bench segment, we're excited to welcome in Coach Ed Matthew. Coach Matthew has led college baseball programs on the NCAA Division III level at North Central College in Naperville, Illinois from 1994 to 2002, then moved on to NCAA Division I, Northern Illinois University for the 2003 through 2014 seasons. And now he's been back leading the North Central program again since 2015. Along the way, his teams have won multiple conference and regional championships. And among his trips to the NCAA Division III College World Series, his 2017 team advanced to the semifinal game. 
Coach Matthew has done things the right way, as evidenced by his numerous Coach of the Year and Regional Coach of the Year awards, and by his program being honored with the American Baseball Coaches Association Team Academic Excellence Award in 2018 and 2019. Hi, Coach Matthew. Welcome to the Recruiting Playbook Podcast. Uh, hello, Alan, and thank you for having me. I'm, I'm excited. Thank you. Congratulations on the outstanding baseball tradition you've built at North Central College. All of that success shows me one thing. You know how to recruit. You've done a great job finding prospects who have flourished on the field and in the classroom. Well, it is, it is important to have the right guys on the field, for sure. Yeah, absolutely. We're, we're really fortunate here um, at North Central. We do have a very good academic school. We've got a, a great group of professors, um, faculty here. The cooperation that goes on with athletics and, and understanding how that all works is, is very solid here, so we're very lucky from that standpoint. Yeah, and to win consistently at the Division three level, as you have, I'm sure you need to recruit some prospects who can play at the D1 or D2 levels. So for a prospect considering D1 or D2 or NAIA, why should he give serious consideration to playing at the D3 level? I think, you know, the, the biggest thing for any any kid is explore some things, uh, have some options, and see what fits best for you and your goals. You know, there, there are kids that want to get on the field right away. That may not always be possible at this scholarship level, whether it's Division One, Division Two, or NAIA. And then there's the risk that, you know, the, the longer you're not on the field, the more that there's another group coming in a year behind you that may be on the field ahead of you. So, and take those opportunities. So we, we kind of walk guys through that. Here at North Central, I think we, we have a further advantage because of our setting. You know, even though we are a, a small private Division three school, we sit in the historic district of Naperville, Illinois, which is a town of 150,000 people. We're surrounded by million-and-a-half-dollar homes, and we're two blocks from, from a great downtown area that's been rated, you know, one of the best cities to live in the United States and by several publications. So... When you add all those things up, and we, we also have wonderful facilities, we're at an advantage compared to some of our D3 counterparts because they don't tend to have all that package together. So without athletic scholarships, you're a private college. What do yep. financial packages look like for Division three student-athletes and their families? There are two components that generally make up the financial packages that student-athletes get here or any student gets here. One is, one is the academic awards. So as coaches, we're trying to identify some of the higher academic kids because it means, you know, more academic scholarship for them and their families. And the second is done through the, you know, the, the FAFSA, the need-based aid. Fortunately, at North Central, we've got, a, we've got a great admissions department, a great financial aid department that works with families to try to figure out how to make it work if this is the place they'd like to be. You know, it, it is a slower process than the scholarship schools where they say, hey, I've got this much money for you because we've got to go through that stuff. But in the end, it winds up being a really well-thought-out process. And, and then one of the other pieces of it is the value-driven model that, that is here because of all the things that we mentioned earlier, you know, as far as the way the school's laid out, the facilities we have, the professors, the location, and everything. So that helps us out a little bit. How does the student-athlete experience compare off the field at the Division One, Division Two, or Division Three levels? That's a great question. You know, I, I really believe that wherever you go, you're going to make it what you want to make it, okay? We have opportunities here for kids to get out of the dorms, to, to go visit and do some things. 
a block and a half north of our campus is the commuter train station. It'll take you in downtown Chicago. You can catch the morning express train and get there in 30 minutes. So you've got all of Chicago available to you to go out and do some things if you want. As I mentioned earlier, our downtown area has, you know, it's probably, you know, 80, 90, 100 stores, shops, restaurants that kids can hang out in. You get a chance to, to go out and, and have a social life down there, things like that. So, so I think for us, it, it's very comparable to what can happen at some bigger schools. You know, I do believe it really is what you're going to make it. If you're going to be a student athlete that just goes to practice and goes to class and goes to sit in your dorm, you're you're going to have a lesser experience or less less opportunities, I guess, to, to find out what it is you like and don't like. We're here, smaller campus. You know, you move around, you get to know people a little bit better. And I, I think it works out pretty well. How does the competitive level at D3 compare with D2 and NAIA? I think it's a program-specific thing. Obviously, when you're able to offer athletic scholarships, you tend to have some higher-level kids go in there a little bit more frequently. I like to think our program is one that could carry some weight there. You know, we we had a 25th-round draft pick as a junior in 2018. We've been a nationally-ranked program each of the last five years. Uh, We've been in the NCAA regionals each of the last four years. We've had six different All-Americans in the last five years here. So... I think our program's in a, in a pretty good spot in baseball. Our baseball program was ranked third in the country at the time of COVID. So I think we're in a pretty good spot here that we could we could probably compete with some people. Yeah. It's great to hear about all the excitement around North Central baseball. It's really a lot of fun. So, yeah, we're very fortunate here. Trust me. Okay. Well, because Division threes don't offer letters of intent, what does a commitment to a D3 program look like? Now, we also we have a, a form we can send out because kids like to sign. They like the signing days becoming more and more popular and, and happening more and more at high school. So we have something that they can sign uh, on that day. It's not binding like a letter of intent is, but it's it's generally when we get when we get to that point where kids are committing verbally or signing that piece of paper, they've done their research. And, and as I mentioned earlier, the, the process that we go through takes a little longer. So kids, I think, are a lot they're more sure at that point in time. All right, Coach. We're visiting with Ed Matthew, formerly head baseball coach at Division One Northern Illinois, and now in his second stint as head coach at Division Three North Central College in Naperville, Illinois. So listeners can get a glimpse into the perspective of a head coach. How do your experiences recruiting at the D1 and D3 levels compare? Well, overall, it's a different world. At Northern Illinois University, where I was at, we're kind of in a smaller conference for Division One. They call them mid-majors, and so I, I think that impacts things. So you got got to be able to turn over a few more rocks and, and find some gems, find some guys that may be a year away and work on developing as opposed to finding having the draft picks signed with you right away. You know what I mean? That helped prepare you for the Division Three world. I think the student-athlete experience at Division One there, there's probably more um, responsibility from the coaches saying you have to be here and you need to be there and, and that type of schedule, it gets a lot tighter for those guys, especially when you think about, you know, are they taking a full load in their season of competition? How are they balancing out the class conflicts and things like that? We're at the Division three level. I think the onus falls on the student-athlete to make certain that they're in a position to handle all those things. You know, I mean, we, we help them. But they've got to manage their time management skills. I think that's a great skill for those kids to learn. From the recruiting end, it's 
change in the five years since I've six years now since I've since I left Division One because there's more and more early commitments taking place each and every year where that wasn't as prevalent six years ago. And even though it was prevalent out of Northern Illinois, you being a being a mid major, you generally didn't get a lot of the early commitments. You generally waited till kids were junior, senior year to, to work on getting your commitments. But having a scholarship, having the ability to offer a scholarship, I think kids realize that's not going to last forever, so they tend to jump on those things and commit a little bit sooner than if they're they're not getting scholarships and they have to go through that process of financial aid and uh, academic application money. So, um, you know, I, as a coach, you're still looking for the same qualities that, that will be successful in your program, and it's not just the qualities of, of the athlete, but it's the qualities of the person. It's the qualities of, you know, are they a great teammate? Are they a hard worker? Can they balance the academic and baseball rigors of your school? So I still think you're looking for those things, regardless of what level you're at. It's just once you start making offers or start doing it, I think the process gets sped up pretty fast at Division One compared to Division Three. Good to hear. Do you prefer to communicate with prospects, parents, or coaches? I think all of them. I prefer to, but it needs to be the prospect. It needs to be the the young man in our sport. You know, I, I want to feel as if we can communicate with each other, that we can have a, a relationship where we can talk and, and work through things. You know, so I, I really like it when the prospect is, is engaging, has some questions for us, wants to have a conversation and drill down on what their experience could be like at our place a little bit more than just, you know, just listening. And some prospects are just waiting to be discovered. What's your advice to those prospects? Well, you know, I, I think recruiting is a, is a two-way street. You know, coaches are recruiting, and you're recruiting coaches in schools, you know, in programs. And the best way to do that is to, you know, don't be afraid to reach out with some emails and ask some questions. You know, I, I've told kids when I speak to kids around Chicago area, they're in a great spot from the standpoint of within an hour of Chicago, there's there's probably five Division One schools, you know, an hour and a half of Chicago. If there's six to ten Division Three schools, there's a couple of Division Two schools, there's several NAIAs and several junior colleges. I encourage kids, hey, go out and go visit the campus. Just walk around casually because you'll get a different feel on each and every campus. And you're going to find out, I like this a little bit more, or I don't like that. And that helps you be an active participant in the recruiting process without ever having to talk to a coach. Because now you start figuring out what it is you like, and then you can start having those conversations with the coach. In Illinois, you get your driver's license at 16. Maybe you can take the car on a, on a Saturday and go visit you know, North Central College's campus or Northwestern University's campus and walk around, see what you like. That's very well stated. What's your advice specifically to the parents of prospects? Parents are, are absolutely positively a, a part of the equation, especially at the non-scholarship level because of the, the academic piece and because of the financial aid piece. So we want to make certain that you know we're answering their questions as well. I love the parents personally who, when you come on a visit, are encouraging their son to ask the questions that they want to ask first, and then the parents kind of fill in on the back end as opposed to the parents taking and running the first 10 questions and then the prospect just kind of sitting there, you know? I think with a little bit of work ahead of the visit, parents 
could set that up so the prospect is the focal point of all of that. Because after all, when you're in college, you've got to be the one to do some things academically, socially. You've got to be the ones athletically to perform. Your parents offer you support, but they're not going to be the ones performing. And building on that thought, do parents ever inadvertently hurt their prospects' chances? I think so. <laughs> I think so. Yeah, and, and, and they love their children, and I don't want to say anything, but you know, they, I, I think what they don't realize sometimes is that there's, there's a lot of kids out there and coaches are making choices between different kids, right? And I think the, the campus visit becomes a very important visit for whether your son or daughter moves up or back relative to those other kids, right? And I think, you know, by showing that you're supportive, you're allowing your, your son or daughter to, to explore and ask the questions and do those things, you know, as opposed to the parent asking all the questions. I think that's a good thing, and then that moves up in our book. What's your advice to a senior who hasn't received a solid offer yet? Hopefully you've done some research on what schools you think you'd like to attend. Then don't just make it about the sport. Make it about the academic piece and the size of the school and the location of the school and the majors. Hopefully you've kind of narrowed it down from just any school to, hey, here's a list of 10 that I'd love. Start sending some emails to the coaches. Call their office, you know, leave a message, try to make contact. Have your high school coach or travel coach, if, if you have one, you know, help you make those contacts to find out hey, what are my chances of being a part of that program? What are my chances of getting on the field there? You just can't sit and wait for them to contact you because, like you said, there's kids that get overlooked, and in a year like this year where the college coaches aren't able to go out and recruit the way they normally do, that's happening more and more. So, so take an active part in that. All right, good advice. Lastly, can you share a story about a special players who maybe didn't get a solid offer till late in their senior year, and then they became an impact player for you? Yeah, yeah, I'll, I'll give you one. And there's a couple, but Troy White was a kid. Uh, this is when I was at Northern Illinois University, and he was out of a very good academic school, Whitney Young High School. Played in the Chicago Ace program, played in the RBI program with the Cubs. Wonderful player, was just kind of a late bloomer, a solid academic guy, and you know, I remember having him and his parents on campus in early April of his senior year, and he still hadn't made a commitment or had an offer, and we wound up offering him a walk-on spot, and he turned out being one of our better players, you know, come through. He just kept working and working and working, but he had the academic piece. He knew what he wanted to major in. He's doing some wonderful things out there now, back in his community, helping out youth, and you know, he was a late bloomer. Mike Matea here at North Central College, our kid that was drafted as a junior in the 25th round. His senior year, summer, going into his senior year, he had hurt his knee, a little sprained MCL, and he had his leg in a brace So while he played, and he just wasn't as fast as he, he was eventually going to be, but he was also a two-way sport player, and the other sport that he played was golf, very good golfer, and he went to the state championships in golf in high school. So he was a guy who was overlooked, and he came in here, and you know, he was a two-time All-American. He was a two-time conference player of the year, two-time regional player of the year, and an academic All-American. Kid got drafted after his junior year, went out, played pro ball, came back, took an overload of classes the first semester back, and graduated one semester early. So, Wow, those are great stories, Coach. Well, that's one reason why we love coaching college, right? Absolutely, 100%. It's so much fun. All right, Coach. Well, thank you so much, Coach Matthew. We appreciate you sharing your wisdom with us. Continued success to you and your family and to your program. 
and we'll be looking for you to make a return trip to the World Series. Awesome. Thank you very much. All right, Coach. Well, have a good day, and again, thanks for your time. It's been a pleasure visiting with you. Thank you. That's our show for today. Thank you for joining us on the Recruiting Playbook Podcast. Be sure to join us next time as we talk through another recruiting strategy and hear from a college coach about important information and effective strategies for recruits. Be sure to tell your friends about our podcast and keep those questions and comments coming so we can tailor the show to fit what will be the most helpful for you. You can reach us at therecruitingplaybookpodcast.com. Remember, good planning with hard work leads to success.